Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. So I have like a, I don't know, I want to say it's a big thing, but like I did something that for me is a huge deal. Okay. And I, I Let's wanted hear to it. mention it. Okay. Yes. Today, I so I have really been doing a lot of reflecting on what I want my mornings to look like and mm -hmm. my relationship with my phone. Now, look, old news, right? I've been doing a lot of this reflecting for a long time, but I'm trying to really make some shifts. Mm. And today, for I think the first time since, I mean, possibly since I've had a smartphone, I did not check my email when I woke up. I did not check my email on my phone. I did not check it all morning until I sat down at my computer, which was the time that I truly was going to be working. Wow. And it it was like somewhat revelatory. And it was How did interesting. That go? Okay. It felt amazing. So today Great. just for um context is the my kids first day back at school mm -hmm. so it was like there was a lot going on and there was a little like coffee hour at the elementary school immediately after drop off so I had a thing I wanted to go to and I woke up 5 45 I did my journal I made breakfast I exercised I showered and just that whole time I was like I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it Dory mm -hmm. I'm not, and and you know what was weird, which I'm sure other people have noticed this. My hand with my phone in it, it's like a reflex. Like mm. I go to my email without even thinking about it, and I did that once, and then I was like, "Stop it!" And then the longer it went, I was like, "I think I can sustain this until I sit down in my computer to start my work day," and I did. And and you know what? Nothing bad happened. I think that's like the biggest fear mm. for me is like. I'm missing something or I'm not responding fast or there's a crisis and I don't know about it. I didn't miss anything. Nothing bad happened. It was all stuff that was fine sitting there in my inbox for a couple more hours. Love that. I do think so, that like fighting false urgency is 
very important. <laughs> well, we have a lot of stuff now exists in this like false urgency space, right? Mm -hmm. Most emails don't need immediate responses, but we expect people to reply immediately to texts mm -hmm. and emails. And we also feel like we have to. Yes. And totally. You know, I was thinking about it wasn't that long ago that I worked at a job where I had a work email that was on my work computer. And when I left the office, I couldn't really check it. Sometimes there was like a way to log into your work email from your home computer. Does mm -hmm. this ring a bell to you? Like in the early 2000s, let's say, like kind of basically until smartphones or Blackberries, I guess, where the, that was the real transition phone. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I feel like I've talked about this before, but I remember when I worked at Gawker, I worked there like 2006, 2007, and I didn't have a BlackBerry. The iPhone got released towards the end of the time that I worked there. Um, I didn't have a BlackBerry. I didn't have a way of checking my email unless it was on my computer. None, like uh, only, a, I think only a couple people did. So it was just like, okay, when the day is over, like the work day is over. I usually like went out after work. I would usually check my email like before bed. From your computer? From my computer at home. Like if I, when mm -hmm. I got home, I would probably, I, I feel like I would like check my email like one last time, but there was no way for me to check my email at like 7.30 PM if I was like out to dinner. Can you imagine that? And now we can just check it constantly. Yeah, I know. And I will say it's not it's not good for my brain. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff is not good for our brains. No, no, it's not. So I am really, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever do this again. I want to so badly, but it's like, is this realistic? Am I built for this? Can I truly not check my email every morning as I do other things? But maybe, I don't know. It just felt like I... If I don't figure out how to like set some like boundaries with these things, mm -hmm. I feel like I make myself, I don't want to say make myself sick, but like I run myself into the ground and I also, oh, my brain gets overloaded. If I had checked all these emails on my phone, I probably would have forgotten about them and not replied. Mm, like I just, I almost wonder too, like, you know how that happens. You get a bunch of texts and they totally. come in like you're doing something else yes. and someone sends you a message yes. Yes. and you forget about it. And like, that's not your fault. Like we're not built to be like, right. like in the middle of a P like practicing piano and then get a message and be able to remember to go back to it. Like that's just not humans were not cr created this way. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I really, I, I, I really, I really hear you on this. I will say one thing that I, as you're talking about your mornings, one thing that I'm looking forward to in the coming years is like not having a child who needs me in the early morning because like Henry came into my room at 5.50 this morning. Like there was no... Excuse me. Excuse me. That is was, too early. There was no period... <laughs> 
<laughs> of time when I could, you know, just like exercise and shower and eat breakfast before I had to right, like, cause tend. he came rolling in yeah, before I had to like tend to him. Um, I did say, you know, I, I have tried to set the boundary of like six thirty is mm-hmm. kind of when my day with him starts. But, um, I, you know, I was like, okay, bud, you can go play in your playroom until six thirty, And he did play in there for like 15 minutes, but, not for a sustained period of time. Well, then he was right back in. Um, and so also your brain, your brain is at least for me when my children were of that age. Even if he was in his little area playing, you are not fully able to no, focus on anything else. No, not at all. Um, so you know, I have thought about. Well, I could, you know, I could try to get up at five. And, you know, try to have, because like, I would say by 545, he's usually like awake. That is early. <laughs> um, But like five is early and I would have to mm-hmm. radically change my bedtime routine to be able to consistently wake up at five and be like ready to go and do whatever it is I want to do at 5 a.m. What so time is your it- like lights out like what time are you like eyes closed i am trying to sleep now last night was like 10 30 um it depends it's usually sometime between 9 30 and 10 30 it depends whether i got a good night's sleep the night before like yeah, on the nights yeah. where i wake up at like three and i'm up from like three to five Ugh. Those are rough and I'm usually tired. And then if I get like a decent night's sleep, I'm usually in bed by 10. And then between 10 and 1030, I'm like either reading or doing a crossword or like whatever, doing whatever. And then I'm, I kind of, I often find myself like falling asleep before the lights are out. And then I'm like, I got to go to sleep. Yeah. And then and then you're being woken up before 6 a.m. most mornings. Yes. Yeah. Like that's super early on its own. It's early. It's early. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. It's a it's a season of life, Kate. It is. That's a good way of putting it. And this too shall pass, etc. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the season, it feels there's a frustration, right? Like that you can't kind of get out of it. I don't know. I have found that in different moments of life. And I think this doesn't, it's not even about kids. When you're in a certain season, a certain job, relationship, living situation, financial situation, it's like, you know, it will hopefully change. Mm -hmm. When you're in it, it, you feel that stuck feeling that, I don't know, I really butt heads with that feeling. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. It's always hard, I think, to not feel like this is just my life now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. But, you know, I, I, I feel very aware of the fact that this will not be my life forever because other seasons of, you know, Henry's childhood have not <laughs> like there have been, there have been many other many other ways that I've had to kind of navigate his, his infancy and his toddlerhood and all that stuff. And, and I should say, as you point out, it's not always about kids. Like they're not always kind of the determining factor, but for me right now, 
Henry and and his needs do dictate a lot of my life. Yeah. So it just like it is what it is. Yeah. I mean that is that is very true. And it, it, it's it's easy to it's like easy also to be like it all changes, but it's like it's not easy when you're living it. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Seasons of love. Seasons of love. Mm. That's the season we're in together, Dory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to see the the Rent Revival? Uh, I mean, I would like to see the Rent Revival. Rent is like a very specific moment from me being 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And it ca- like I freaking love Rent. Mm-hmm. It's wildly dated now, and that feels so crazy to me. I don't know, like yeah. it, I, lo- you know, because it felt so raw and cutting edge when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. and it still does in a way. But like it, it just captures like such a moment that I didn't fully understand as a teenager either. Like I. I think sometimes like I didn't fully understand the impact. I mean, I know I didn't of the AIDS crisis and like just how it changed ever like how it just completely changed culture and mm-hmm. you know, how we lost so many uh, like people who would have been pioneers had they been given you know, longevity of life. I don't know. I think I, anyway, this is getting off on a tangent, but yeah, I would like to see the rent. I mean, I just want to go bop around to rent. Totally. Do you want to go? Do you want to go see rent? Um, yeah, I would go. go. Okay. I mean, isn't it, it's just in New York though, right? (laughs) We would have to go to New York. Oh, I thought maybe it would be touring. I mean, it probably will tour. (sighs) I don't think I want to go to New York. Just to see the rent, <laughs> the new rent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I feel like yeah, I don't think that's where I, you or I are at right now. No, <laughs> personally or financially. No, it's not. Um, I am traveling to New York at some point in the fall, but I don't think that's on the agenda. All right. Well, but maybe you know, I'll go by myself. You know, maybe you will. Or you know what? I could just perform rent for you personally. Now that I would enjoy. Did rent hold like a special spot in your heart? Um, I don't think as as special as it seems to have for you. I did see it, <laughs> you know. I did. I did see it in the nineties. Um, yeah. I I was sort of obsessed with the AIDS crisis, and like as a teen, I think I was. I think as a child and a teen, I was obsessed with tragedy. Mm. Like I was obsessed with the Holocaust. I was like mm-hmm. obsessed with the AIDS crisis. Um, and so, yeah, but I, I wasn't as into musical theater as I think you or some other people we know were, but I did, I did see Rent. I did enjoy Rent. I, I still enjoy the music and um, yeah. It's like an amazing encapsulation of it is so it is so of its time it's wild yeah kind of like wonderfully i mean like there aren't that many musicals that are like like 
really iconic musicals that are kind of set in present day or, you know, what, what was present day and are really about the present day. Like, you know, Les Mis or <laughs> like Phantom. Like when you think about kind of the, the, the big musicals, the ones that get revived and it's like Sondheim, like a lot of it is not about, you know, the, the present day. Certainly not right. about the times 90s. we lived through. Yeah. yeah the times yeah. we lived through. So I don't know. It's not like the most profound comment, but, but I think there is something, especially for people our age, like it, it did come out at a very kind of pivotal moment in our young lives. God, it did it ever. Well, listen, if you would like to weigh in on this conversation, reach out to us. Are you going to see rent? Did rent impact your life? Are you listening to it for the first time? And you're like, what is this? Let us know. 781-591-0390. You can call or text us. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can also, I dare you, call our voicemail and sing your favorite line from rent. If someone does this, I will sing also. Wow. Okay. You all heard it here first. Um, I also just want to remind everyone that you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com. We have links there to everything we mentioned on the show. We are on Instagram at forever35podcast. And we are also on Patreon at patreon.com slash forever35. You can get ad-free versions of this very episode. You get our new bonus podcast season one, where we are dissecting the first season of the OC. You get our product recall episodes. You get a special Patreon Q&A bonus episode. There's just a lot of fun stuff that's happening over there. We're also chatting away on the Discord, which Kate has described as feeling like an old school message board. And I think that that is... Speaking of the 90s, yeah, it feels to me like the message boards of my youth, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, yes. So if you want to come message board with me, please do. And if anybody was in the AOL fishbowl chat room in the late 90s, speaking of the 90s, <laughs> let me know, because that's where I hung out in the 90s. Uh, Dory, we are going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with listener questions and comments. And boy, there is a lot going on. A lot. A lot. All right. We'll be, we'll right, be back. right back. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about Quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. 
You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues 
women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. All right, Dory, we open with a targeted ad question. Okay. This person wrote, I got a targeted Instagram ad for a caftan and I thought of you. It's my birthday, but like, do I need a $200 caftan? Spoiler alert, I do. Sincerely, another level seven susceptible. Hope you get that reference. I didn't get the reference. Is that a reference for you? 
I don't know what that is a reference to. Okay, wait. Listener. Level seven. I was like, is this an Enneagram thing? But that is not. It's a thing. I see it when I Google level seven. Oh, it looks like it's a reference to the television show Community. Oh, I did not watch Community. Is that correct? Community season. Okay. Yes. I, th- I believe it's a community reference. It's a it's a TV show. Yeah. It's Community. Okay. I did watch Community, but I don't remember that reference. Forgive me, listener slash, I mean, Community by now. That's a deep cut. Yeah. That's not a recent show. Totally. Impressive. I don't know. Dory, you went through a real caftan phase, I feel like. This year, last year, you were like um, really going deep on the caftan. Last year, I bought a bunch of caftans off of Etsy. Wait, was it last year? The years have blurred. The the years have indeed blurred. Um, yes, it was last year because I went on a trip. I went on like a girls' weekend trip to Joshua Tree with some friends, and I bought a bunch of caftans for that experience because obviously um and yeah they were not $200 caftans but like do what makes you happy i this company is ba- that this person is talking about oddbird is based in los angeles oh. um i believe it is woman owned it's like a small business so you know if you're going to spend $200 on a caftan i approve of you buying it from this company i don't think i own a caftan but it, speaking of seasons of life, I'm happy to get into the season of life and start caftanning. Yeah. I feel like th- I feel like also caftans would be a great thing to like vintage scour. Totally. Right? Totally. Like, you could definitely find some great secondhand ones, used ones. We have another text. Um, just had to pause the pod after hearing about Kate's rediscovery of records. My husband and I got into records a couple of years ago, and I feel similarly. It's a very deliberate way of listening and enjoying music. Now for recommendations. I don't have any specific ones because music is subjective, but I recommend getting albums that you enjoy all the way through. We started by choosing our all-time favorites, then added some classics, e.g. Thriller or Rumors. It's also very fun to dig through old records at flea markets. The crackles in the sound of old records adds a certain texture, and it's weirdly divine. Our record player gets a lot of use during the holidays. So many great classic Christmas albums. Enjoy the new hobby. Okay. I love the suggestion of holiday albums. Like, hadn't even thought about this until we got this email. A hundred percent. I love this idea. And we do have a couple like used record stores near us that I'm excited to peruse. I am especially excited about kind of getting into forgotten artists of Topanga Canyon. It's a very specific genre. Ooh, okay. Um, Topanga, not Laurel. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Of Laurel Canyon. Okay. Yes. I mean, if they lived in Topanga, I'll allow it. These are two canyons here in the Los Angeles area. Laurel Canyon, I believe, is probably the more legendary music one. There's this artist who I got really into in the last year named Judy Sill. And Mm -hmm. she was like this beautiful singer-songwriter who released, I think, two albums and never, they never like fully hit. And she, she died in the seventies of a drug overdose and kind of had this really tragic life. And I got very into learning about her. So I want to get her albums. Um, 
And I've been digging around for those. Now, of course, what has happened is that my daughters have mm-hmm. gotten into the record player. Okay. My husband made the mistake slash, like, I, I this was great before I realized that my kids would take it over. Uh, he bought <laughs> Taylor Swift's folklore album as a record for my birthday. And I was great, like, oh, amazing. Great choice. Perfect yes. for the record player. Yes. I love it. Well, I have a almost 13-year-old and a 10-and-a-half-year-old. So you know where this is going. The second they sniffed out the Taylor Swift album, that's all they wanted to do was mm-hmm. put it on the record player. And I'd be like, how about some Joni Mitchell or some Miles Davis? And they would be like, no thanks. Back to folklore. So, you know. <laughs> And then I'm also like, oh, God, they're going to scratch the record. Like, I can feel myself immediately becoming annoying. Um, And I love that they're into it also, which is very cool. Like, that's actually kind of fun um, that they're into it. But we need to, like, broaden our horizons. So I'm loving it. I do want to shout out this Instagram that I love called Lost Canyons LA. That's actually, I believe, where I learned about Judy Sill. And they have all these kind of, like, really interesting... um, stories about the musicians of the 60s and 70s in in Los Angeles. I really, I love following. I love looking at their pictures. It's a great Instagram if you're into old LA. Love that, Kate. I am into old LA. Old LA, like it's such a weird, fascinating place. Like in addition to all the weird culty stuff that went on here in the 60s and 70s. Yes. Um, the music scene, like it's just a fascinating, it's a fascinating world. All right. Shall we listen to some voicemails from some friends out there? Let's do that, Kate. Um, All right. Here we go. Hey, Kat and Dora. I'm calling in response to the caller who was dating somebody who was a total mess. Um, Physically, like their, their space, and I started dating my husband, um, who was in his late, thir- mid to late 30s at the time. So he'd been a bachelor, you know, for a very long time. And he was a mess. I remember one time coming home at like midnight with him after being out and turning the lights on to his place and, and looking at him and saying, oh, my God, you've been robbed. He was like, wait, why? Why? Because his place was such a mess. I literally thought he had been robbed. Um, it was dirty. It was filthy. It was never clean. There were clothes everywhere. There was the refrigerator, the micro. Oh my God, it was so gross. This is like a grown man. And I'm here to say, I mean, maybe this is a unique situation, but it, it truly had nothing to do with his mental health. Um, we moved in and we lived together and we've been married for many years, um, six, seven, eight years together for over 10. And do I do a majority of the cleaning and tidying? Yes, but he's very easy to live with. Um, I would say much easier than 90% of my friends. Um, I think he just, needed a little bit of guidance and um, leading by example. So I don't know. I just wanted to provide that other side of the story that um, um, perhaps it might not be a mental health issue. Perhaps he's just a single 
floundering dumb dude. Um, anyway, this might not be helpful. I'm sorry if it's weird. But anyway, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This is interesting. I mean, yes, you're right. Totally, listener. It might not be. But then it raises the question of like, as the partner, what are you okay taking on and what do you this not want to take on? This is what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Sounds like this person was like, that was fine for you to take on. You right. were like, I don't mind having this share of responsibility. But if you don't, then that has to, you have to come to the table on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, These are tough questions. Being in a partnership with another human being is freaking hard. And I'm not even just talking about romantic. A roommate? Mm-hmm. Living with people? It is very ha- multi-generational households. Like having to balance all humans with different ways of living and different ways of existing is freaking hard. Mm-hmm. And... Godspeed to anyone who figures out how to make it work for themselves. Because there is like literally no right or wrong way, right? Like what works for this person and why their partner is messy is not going to be the same for somebody else. And it's so hard to navigate. Like it's like totally. as I get older, the more I'm like, oh God, there's no one way, right? Like it almost feels silly to give out advice because I'm like, it's not going to work for everybody. Yeah. But I think I think going in with your eyes open is the most important thing. It sounds like that's this person did that very yes clearly totally. yeah totally okay. So Dory, look, I never expected when we talked about free mugging for yes. it to become this thing that we've been talking about now for mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe not everybody wants to hear about it. And to those people, I say I see you and I honor you, but. There are lots of people who have been weighing in, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk to them and hear from them. Great, let's we, do that. Can I just make a note, please? We have been receiving like anecdotes and then also <laughs> photos. So people will be like, "I was free mugging doing yoga, and then I spilled," and then send a photo of their spill. Or mm. they'll, or we've gotten messages of like, "I'm in the I'm in the car with my brother," and. He's 27 years old and he's free mugging up a storm and then sending us a photo of their brother. No one's like sending us photos of strangers. Um, but we're getting a lot of like real life anecdotes of free mugging folks out there. And here's one, here's one from, uh, from a listener. Okay. Wait, before we get to this voicemail, I did mention, <clears throat> I did mention on the pod when I saw someone free plating, right? <laughs> Where were they? Were they in their car? In Boston. In Boston. Yes. They were they were in the car next to me. They were free plating. They were also on the phone. Eating off just, of a plate? Yes, they were eating off a plate. Were in they the using car. their hands or utensils? Utensils. She's using what? She was using, she was using a fork. She was eating it looked like she was eating like rice. I swear to God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See now, this is where I get this. Driving distracted is not a joke. Yeah, I mean, this person was doing a lot. She was on the phone, which we could hear. Like, oh we were goodness. stopped at a light, and she did put her window up. But like before she did that, like she was clearly like on her phone. 
Oh, no. And eating. I don't like that. (laughs) I was like, wow, that is kind of next level. Um, All right. Anyway, let's hear this voicemail. Here's another next level uh, free mugging situation. Okay, here we go. Hi, my name is Kelly, and I'm a longtime listener, second-time caller. Um, I just happened to be listening. How should I start this? I Okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. <laughs> I last week almost got ran over on the sidewalk by a, uh, a guy, a grown adult, on a bike. And I was walking with my husband, and he almost ran right into us. And he... Um, was carrying a mug, a regular old coffee mug. And I said to my husband, I can't believe he's just, you know, driving around with an open mug like that. Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, what the hell is happening? Um, and then today, I just happened to be listening to your podcast. And I think it is old. I'm not even sure. I'm behind. Um, where you're talking about free mugging. And I was like, oh, my God. He is a member of the free mugging movement. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Remember we got got an email from a listener in Amsterdam, maybe, Mm -hmm. who was free mugging on a bike? Yeah, they live, like, bike culture is their life there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is a little scary if the bike is headed toward you. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you're going to free mug on a bike, the least you can do is pay attention to your surroundings. <laughs> yes. We do want to make sure that even though we jokingly chat about free mugging, we are very serious about other people's safety. Yes. I mean, as an anti-free mugger, I am very <laughs> concerned with people's safety. <laughs> well, you know, we received another really sweet uh, message from a listener who was like, it just dawned on me that my mom who who's passed away was a free mugger. And like, it reminds me and she did not like the feeling of a lid on her cup. And I just thought that was a very sweet memory to have. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it can free mugging can bring up all sorts of things. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Kate, let's take another little break. Okie doke. Cause we have some intentions to get to when we get oh, back. Goodness. Do I ever. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially 
a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm-hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Dory, here we are, the end of the road for today. Here we are. Now, as discussed, I had some raging um, jet lag insomnia this last week. Mm. I had two nights where I didn't sleep at all, which was, that's not, that didn't feel good. But I will say, you know what else I did learn is that I was able to get through the day and that, because I I tend to have um, anxiety about going to sleep and start worrying that I'm not going to fall asleep. And then when I don't sleep, that makes the anxiety worse. I'm sure other people know what I'm talking about, but I was able to like get through the day on no sleep and then kind of get back on schedule. So my intention had been to get back on my schedule, like get this jet lag kind of dealt with. And I think I'm starting to turn the corner. I last night I did close, you know, turn the light off at 1015. And I don't think I fell asleep until about 1115, 1130, but I got there. So I think I'm I think I'm checking the box. Okay, I'm excited for you. And my intention for this week is to try to to stick to my morning routine that I'm trying to do. Mm. Um which I talked about a little bit up top on this episode, but getting up before my family, doing my morning pages journal, doing my gratitude journal, just like checking in, stretching, having my coffee, maybe eating something to um, but just kind of having that time and trying to really like um, prescribe it value in my life and not like brush it off. Mm. Assign it value. I think prescribe is the wrong word. Assign it value. Like give it weight. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's me. How is it going over there? Your parents are visiting. Yeah. So my parents, because of our recording schedule, um, my parents have not are actually arrived yet. By the time this airs, they will have, they will be leaving, but um, they have not arrived yet. But I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, as I discussed last week, they're only here for three nights and they get in like late on Friday and they're leaving like early Monday. So we really only have like two days with them. Mm. Um, And I've like sort of figured out what we're going to do and feeling like pretty good about it. I've also started like cleaning up like the outside of our house, like there's just like, like we, it, our, our yard is like a junkyard. There's stuff everywhere. There's just stuff everywhere. And it like, I hate it. And I, but I've just felt sort of like overwhelmed and apathetic mm-hmm. about actually doing anything about it. And then it, like, then it's been hot. So you don't want to like be outside cleaning up. And I just keep making like excuses. Um, 
but I'm starting to kind of get things together. I just don't want it to look horrible <laughs> when they show up. So <clears throat> we'll see. Um, what I'm also focusing on this week is, I don't know if you remember. Okay, I'm ready. But I had finally found a strength class at my gym that I really liked. Yes, I do remember. Yes. And so like, it was at the perfect time for me. They recently changed the time. No. Yes. Don't they know that you have a schedule? They changed the time to 1030. That's just not a good time for me. (laughs) Like it's in, it's basically the middle of the day. And I like, it's just not, it breaks up the day and I, I can't get anything done. Like I, it's just not a good time because by the time I finish the class, come home, shower, like it's like noon. I can't start my day at noon. Like that's just too late, even just twice a week. Like I have too much shit to do. So that's annoying me. <laughs> and it means I have to kind of like re. I have to figure out like a new workout schedule, which is frustrating. Is this the biggest problem in the world? No, absolutely not. But it's kind of like, you know, when the pandemic happened and my Broadway dance class never returned. You get into a routine. You, you get, get into used a to routine. A you get into you. a groove. And now I have to like find a new groove. So I'm trying to figure that out. I don't like when I like have a schedule figured out and it changes due to circumstances beyond my control. I do not like that. I know. It's really hard, isn't it? Yes. <sighs> and so sometimes the I'm... like most base, like the most benign like things are the work. Like it's, it throws you more than a crisis. Does that make totally. sense? Totally. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. So, again, not the biggest problem in the world, just something that I now have to kind of figure out. So, here we are. Here she is. And as we wrap up, I do just want to remind everyone, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrier, and Kate Spencer. That's me. That is you. And produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager and our network partners, ACAST. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.